Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Mike Fitzgibbons. I am the host of the story Fitz. We'll be coming at you for the next uh, hour here on WSFI FM 88.5. The story Fitz, which is a show about good news stories. We start with an overall theme of sports and we work into news stories. Uh, the, The theme here is built on the idea that we are wired for bad news, and we hear nothing but bad news, and, and way out there, not really way out there, all the way out there, in Newsland, there are millions of great news stories that we don't even hear about, and uh, that aren't getting front page news, and we're just going to give a few of those stories front page news today on the radio. I have a guest in the booth with me today. His name is Mr. Nick Yeager, who at... Uh, way younger age than I am, uh, has already done a lot of things in life. But his connection to sports is he played uh, sports his whole life. He was a varsity football quarterback. He quarterbacked in college, and then he came back and coached. He coached the state championship team, uh, and now he coaches his children in youth sports. So he has an overall vision of what's going on in the sports world. Uh, Nick? Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Fitz. Thanks for having me. Uh, so, Nick, you know, can you give us a quick overview of what you've done and where you've been in your career involving sports? Well, it, not that we don't care about your career otherwise. Nick. Right. <laughs> um, uh, actually, just stick to sports, though. Got it. Well, I graduated from Carmel in 96, as you, as you alluded to. Uh, from there, I went to North Central College uh, and played football there uh, for three seasons, Graduated from there in 2000, uh, but before I graduated from North Central, I was I was back at Carmel coaching, um, coaching varsity football there. So you could coach and be in college. It's possible. I actually commuted. I went so I went to school. I, I stayed at at school and then went to class and then after my last class would jump in the car and drive, whatever that is, an hour hour or so to practice every day and then and then drive home at night and go back to class the next day and then drive up on Friday afternoon, coach the game, and then find a place to to fall down and sleep <laughs> on Friday night and and then get up early Saturday morning and scout and and do all the film breakdown and all that and, and, and then go back, uh, typically sometimes Sunday, back to school and, and do it all over again. So it I did probably that would be easier for you to do that in today's world in that the way they do film and you know, and so it's not like there's not a lot of scouting going on anymore. You really don't need to be doing it. So yeah, it's all online now, right? It's all online, and and uh, you can grade it online. You don't even need to be yep. there. And, but 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 I remember those days too. So uh, do you look back on that fondly? Those oh, was, those were great great times, great years for me. Um, being able to go back and and coach with a number of the guys who coached me. Um, and guys who really had a, a real positive influence on on me and, and my development as a as a young man, you know, as a teammate uh, and as a player, um, to be able to go back and 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 do that work with them for other young people was awesome. And and what you're doing there is is uh, 
that's been an ongoing theme in this show, and it's really not – I didn't expect it to be. I'm kind of glad it turned out that way. You just mentioned young man, player, teammate, coach, all in the same breath, same sentence, as, as synonyms. Right. Like as group, a group of words that mean the same thing, and, and really that's the kind of person you became as, as a man. Uh, and so what you learned on the athletic field – really were the classrooms of your life not saying that you didn't learn a lot of other things obviously your master's degree you have a you have a your counselor as an office your therapist you you teach high school uh and you teach a special group of kids at barrington high school you do great work with them so there's a lot of things you do right uh that you learn in the classrooms the classical classrooms and then there's a lot of things you are that you learned in the classrooms on the on the field correct yeah, on the field and everywhere else. You know, I know it's cliche to say this, but you know, all what is it? All the world is a stage, right? And and in in my mind, I've been a teacher for almost twenty years, and and in my mind, the best lessons are taught outside of the walls, um, and and life has a great way of doing that for us, pre- presenting us those opportunities. And so, I've been very fortunate in my life to be surrounded with good people who have helped me recognize those learning opportunities and take full advantage of them um, and and then help develop me, you know, into the person that I am today. So you you then got back to Carmel and you coached for a bunch of years there and taught there and then you went on to Barrington. You coached a couple years there and then I, obviously then your house started filling up with kids and, yeah. and that, that the responsibilities and needs became different and right. – uh, and then you start now you coach them in youth sports don't you i do my wife and i both do um we we co we so we have four children we have two daughters um 14 <laughs> our daughter just turned 14 uh that you don't have any i, I know the way you said that but you have no <laughs> idea how that scares me nick okay right so 14 and 12 and then our boys are 10 and 8 soon to be 11 and 9 and 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 so yeah my my wife and i you know, enjoy watching and and helping coach all of our children. In so, what specifically have you coached in the youth genre of sports? So, I've coached iceless hockey, also known as floor hockey. <laughs> uh, it's a big deal up by where we live. Uh, I've coached baseball. What do you live in Canada? What does that mean? It's up up where we live. Well, I, I never had that. Right, like go. I say, iceless hockey to people, and they're like, "What's that?" Um, so iceless hockey, baseball, basketball, volleyball. Um, my wife and I have coached all of those at different times. And so, and and so you've seen a lot. And I know you've seen what you've seen because of our own discussions. It runs the gamut what you've seen. But you've seen good coaching. You've seen not such good coaching. You've seen good parenting and not such good parenting. But you have seen a lot of positive, and and uh, you know, and our focus in the show is the positive because, gosh, we hear enough about how just horrible uh, yeah. the youth sports are, and we've had it. But I talked about it on the show, you know, where oh, I got sorry, he's got to play in three different teams because he's going to make the majors, or right, he's right. going to make, or he's going to he's going to make, he's going to have a scholarship to the Ohio State <laughs> University or whatever. So you know. You you see that, and of course you see that, but but there are some really good things going on, and and uh, you know can you speak a little bit about that? 
like what you see and what you are involved in? Sure. I, the first thing that comes to my mind is is the is the team that I specifically work with, which is which is my ten year old son's baseball team. Um, you know, our, our focus is always, and I've been with these these guys for a year and a half now. This is our second season together, and 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 our focus has always been finding ways to develop our our team as young young men, young people, good people, uh, first and foremost, and then from there um, helping them understand what it takes to be a good teammate, and then from there help them understand what it takes to become a, a good ball player. Um, and it's always been in that order. That's always been our priority. So um, say the order quickly again. Good person, good teammate, good ball player. And that's and and what what I'm noticing there is in another constant theme here. You're not getting to the sport part to the third point. Yeah, it's a you know, I guess you talk about sports, and as you alluded to earlier, I've been an athlete my whole life and, and a coach for, I don't know, over half of my life at this point. And, and any any team that I've ever been associated with that's been successful, however you want to define success in athletics, um, has always been rich in those intangibles, um, more rich in the intangibles than in the physical talent. Um, the state championship team, although it was very talented, um, probably wasn't always the most talent, physically talented team on the field on any given Friday night or Saturday afternoon, whatever it was. Um, but that was a special group because of what they brought to the table um, in terms of character, you know, in terms of their composure in the face of adversity. Well, your senior, your senior year, your, the team you played on was uh, a special group. And uh, I, it, they definitively weren't always the – especially after early season injuries. Yeah. They weren't the they weren't them, but we they, wow, and how much fun did they have, and how much fun did we have? That yeah, was, that was a blast. That was, uh, and you think back on that, and that's a special time because of that. And uh, okay, so, so you know, if you if you focus, our focus can be on, on the person first, mm -hmm. and you're thinking that no matter the age now, because you've worked now coaching at least up through high school and then played in college. Right. If if they're thinking about the person first mm -hmm. and then they're thinking about being a teammate second. Mm -hmm. And then you move into the athlete there. That that's what you're thinking about is it's very interesting because on the last show we had an athletic director who spent his life being a head football coach in college mm -hmm. <laughs> and his story had to do with a player. Uh, who he recruited at the college, his story, the story, you know, I, mean, I ask everybody to tell a story. And his story had to do with a guy who never played. Mm -hmm. He recruited him, had never played football, and then when he got to college, he was on the football team and never got to play. Mm -hmm. And yet was <laughs> a leader in the weight room, a leader off the field, became a captain, he was, did everything, and now is incredibly successful. Sure. And he said, uh, you know, he would back up this person first, teammate second. He said yeah. he was like the best teammate ever. Yeah. And he's just a wonderful guy. So, you know, that's the high level, the college level. And you go all the way back down to being eight. Right. How does an eight-year-old handle that? Can they, an eight-year-old even get the concept, Nick? I, yes. I, the simple answer is yes. I, I don't think that they get it very simply. You know what I mean? I think that's, that's a complex concept for, for a kid who's eight years old or ten years old going to play baseball. You know, he's thinking – He's probably thinking, oh, I'm just going to go play some baseball and have some fun playing baseball. Um, but, you know, 
I don't know. It's a little bit of a different situation, maybe, because it's kind of a, you know, whatever. It's travel, elite, baseball, blah, blah, blah. And it's so much more than just baseball, um, especially on, on our team where our focus is absolutely being a good person first. Um, and, and to your point earlier, that's you know, we play a lot of teams from all over the place, and there's a lot of reason to think that that's not the case on other, in other places. And so it's a real special it's a real special situation, and I'm so happy to be involved with this group of guys um, and our team because they really do get it. To answer your question, they do get it, and we do a lot of different work with them, a lot of team building kind of stuff, um, a lot of work, a lot of mindfulness stuff, being present, um, maintaining focus, maintaining composure, picking each other up, especially during difficult times. Um, trying to help them understand different ways that they can do that for themselves and for one another. Um, you know, so, so these are, these are concepts that I, that I work with in, in the high school setting with my students. These are concepts that, that, that I work with in my office. I mean, it, it runs the gamut in my own home, in my relationships, in my marriage. These are all concepts that, that are present in all of those different areas. Um, and and it's always good you know what i mean it, it works in all of those areas so even though they're young and they're eight or ten or even younger than that i don't think it's too early to start helping people understand you know what it what it is to be a good person and how that then translates into success however you want to define success in different facets of their life athletics academics personal relationships, whatever. So how do you deal with, real quickly here, how, how do you deal with the kids who, well, you know, the bounce back that I see a lot is that they think that they're young and they think that they're not making the expectations of scholarship right. or pros or whatever, or the traveling team they wanted to make. They blame themselves. They think they're, and then that becomes a, you know, how the thinking is cyclical, especially for young right. people. How do you deal with that? Well, that's a good question. I, you know, I think about this for myself, right? That I can only control so much, right, as a, as an individual. And I think about it from a parent perspective mostly because that's that's what I am first in terms of being a coach or whatever. Um, and I think of this. It, my primary job is to love them, right, uh, and be compassionate. Um, and then as it relates to all of that, to be patient um, and, to, and to work really hard to be empathic. Because um, the fact of the matter is I can't, they're going to be upset. They're going to strike out or they're going to miss a dig or, you know, they're going to get a goal scored on. They're going to be upset because of all the reasons that you talked about. But if they can leave the, the academic arena knowing without a shadow of a doubt that they're loved and understood then you know what we can work with that isn't it interesting how we keep coming back to that concept so in the second part of the show we'll get into a couple of stories a little bit more about that though because cool. geez that's right out of corinthians now isn't it sure is uh okay we'll be back with the story fits in a couple of moments folks i'm sitting here with nick yeager uh my name's mike fitzgibbons 88.5 talk to you in a minute Retirement. 
Do you want to keep a larger amount of your assets in a safe place with guaranteed interest rates to protect yourself from a huge market swing? Are you amazed at how low the interest rates are at your bank? If you said yes to any or all of those questions, you may want to call me, Matt Tomlinson, at Catholic Financial Life to discuss our guaranteed fixed rate annuities. Call 847-548-MAT, 847-548-6288. Products not available in all states. Hi, this is Wes Riccio from the Holy Family Catholic Bookstore. If you have a child, grandchild, or godchild being baptized, receiving their first Holy Communion, or being confirmed, remember that Holy Family has the area's largest selection of gifts, accessories, and supplies to make their special day more memorable. For baptism, we have cradle medals, baby Bibles, wall crosses, and nightlights. We have beautiful baptismal gowns and accessories, as well as invitations and cards. If you have a First Holy Communion in your family, we have a wide variety of mass books and gift sets, rosaries and medals. We have exquisite veils for the girls and ties for the boys, along with all of the necessary party supplies. Our suggestions for new confirmants include personal-sized Bibles, prayer books, and other spiritual readings that can follow them through their lifetime. And don't forget the godparents and sponsors. We have gifts and cards for them as well. The Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information is available on Facebook. We are back with The Story Fits. Mike Fitzgibbons here, WSFI-FM 88.5. The show is The Story Fits. I'm with Nick Yeager today. Uh, By the way, Nick, did you know that you went on my website, goodnewsfitsall.com, that you could play podcasts of my other shows and listen to the other guests. And I am aware of that, yes. Oh, you did? Oh, you are aware of that. Have <laughs> yeah. you ever done it? I am aware of that, yes. <laughs> so the answer is no. Okay, <laughs> thanks, Nick. Well, that doesn't, you know, you I know, listen live when you let me know that you're on. Yeah, that's great. I, I was with my uh, family at a picnic on uh, Sunday on the south side of Chicago, and uh, my brother was commenting on one of the shows, and then one of my friends cut in and said, yeah, I listened to it too. And I asked my sister. My sister Ann, you know Ann, you've met Ann, and I said, Ann, hey, have you listened? Uh, I, I didn't hear that one. And, <laughs> and her daughter turned around and went, uh-oh, and my, her daughter's my goddaughter. She's right. in her 20s. I said, Julianne, what's going on with my, my sister? I don't want to be listening, Uncle Mike, sorry. And I said, what? <laughs> Ann? She goes, I'm sorry, I I just don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Ann said that? Yeah. I go, why? She goes, no, no, you're good. The guests are good. I it's just not interesting to me. I, it doesn't interest me. Sports talk, and then I go, what about the good news stories? I say, oh, well, I guess I could stick around and listen to that, but the first 20 minutes of sports talk. Awesome. You know, so when the family's going for So, Nick, can we wrap up that piece that we were talking about in the first segment? Sure. Uh, so your, your whole philosophy as a person and coach is really your philosophy as a husband, teacher and parent right exactly it's the same thing it's the so the field is just an extension of your life and really and like we said earlier the field is classroom it's for a teacher correct absolutely and you do it with the basic place you do it with is or where it's coming from is love yep and all the other words that you used to to back that up to go with that Really, it's just based in love. Absolutely, that that that's the root of all of it. Yeah, you know, it just when you when you hear when you hear the there are of course story after story after story, and you shake your head. 
And I'm like, where's the emphasis on good news? Where's the emphasis on good news? Because this is going on. Well, yeah, it's going on all over the place. And it's not only your team. Nope. And I, it's not. It's not. And, you know, I uh, I think about the fun a lot, of, a lot of kids tell me they have with youth teams. Sure. And sure. Uh, I think about and even high school teams. And I think, you know, my uh, my own two sons played sports at Carmel, for instance, and and both of them spoke about how, you know, they remembered how much fun being part of a, a good group of guys and team was right. when it when it was real. And then how much it's not so much fun when the base isn't about love. Do you think do you think that when uh, the goal is for everyone to get a scholarship, you could still do the love stuff? <laughs> well, okay, sure, but if 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 getting a scholarship or whatever is the primary goal, I I, I think that that might become an obstacle. <laughs> you know, to that uh, that's what I was hope. Well, I wasn't hoping you'd say it. I was hoping that you would believe that because that's well, what yeah, I, I believe. I don't, I don't. The primary goal has got to be the things you talked about, and and you know, I I think. And I well, think that's, that's where the good news happens, and that's why it's happening for the, the kids that are involved in your team. And that's exactly the reason why our primary objective isn't to win games. It's to develop good people and good teammates. Because our philosophy, our belief, I think you believe this as well, if you, if you have that solid basis of good people who are willing to make sacrifices, for instance, to be good teammates, then all the rest will kind of fall into place, you know, and take care of itself. Um, it's hard to, I don't think it's possible, frankly, it's beyond hard to go the opposite direction, you know, to, to develop an all-star athlete with the hopes of developing a good person. I think it has to go the opposite way. Good person first. Yeah. Right with you. I agree. Uh, Nick, you know, this is a good, the story fits. And we've been talking about <clears throat> heady stuff about, you know, what what's... What's a way to build a good person, et cetera? Is it but heady? this is, is about stories. <laughs> this is a story. This is a story show. You got any stories, Nick? What about a story, a good news story from your illustrious career as a high school coach <laughs> and, and a youth coach? Right. I mean, we could obviously talk about state championship and stuff like that. I, You know, the the things that that come to my mind when you ask me about a story, you know, ins an inspirational story are, are really just moments, which That's in and of themselves are stories, right? So I think about, for instance, this past weekend, we're in a tournament in Naperville. And, uh, <laughs> um, you know, we have a, we have a player who, who was injured and he, he, his, his parents are, um, they were in two different places in the weekend and he didn't have a way to get to the game. And, and the dad sends out an email to the team and says, hey, you know, my son would really like to get down to the to the games and, and be with his team, even though he can't play. Um, and my wife is out of town with our daughter and, and I'm going to be here at help. And is there a way that we can get him down there? And immediately, you know, the team jumped in and, and found a way to get the boy down to Naperville. Um, one, the first game at eight o'clock in the morning. So. That means he was up at before six o'clock, and in the car and, and on his way down to to Neighborville, uh, to be there by eight o'clock for a game that he wasn't even going to dress for. He's in a boot and he's injured, um, and he's ten, 
you know and and you asked me is it possible for kids this age to understand these concepts and i think that's a perfect example of of yes they can you know and and um he was there and he was in great spirits he was behind his team uh in victory and in loss um and that, that to me that's the kind of thing that 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 fuels my soul you know seeing seeing young people like that willing to make sacrifices for other people especially in adverse times and he did that well it doesn't come well that's an interesting segue it doesn't come from uh Maybe I'll have another. Maybe maybe you'll th- you said you had a couple of those little ones like yeah, that, right? Yeah. And it's not like that's a little story. Uh, but that's a great segue into this story. Um, heard just a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Actually, I read it a couple weeks ago, and then I heard it, which is very interesting because I don't I don't know a lot of people get the ma- the magazine that I get that out of. So, but the but the word travels about these stories. But I'll just read it like it is, and then like to hear what you think okay uh and see if you'll see the connection that i see between the one you just told brooklyn native sylvia bloom lived a modest life she worked as a legal secretary for seven decades finally retiring at age 96 (laughs) and always took the subway to the office so her family and friends were shocked to discover after her death that Sylvia Bloom had left $8.2 million for scholarship funds to help disadvantaged students. She quietly built her fortune by observing her boss's investments over the years and then buying smaller amounts of the same stock. She was a child of the Depression, a colleague says, and she wanted everybody to have a fair shake. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's just so right on so many yeah. levels i would love to have met sylvia right on the subway every day sure can you imagine when she was like 94 <laughs> walking up the subway steps on her way to the office after 70 years I, yeah. so you know do you do you th- a connection between building if kids see that and know about that, the disadvantaged kids she's going to help see that and know about that. Does that to you, Nick? Do you think that turns them into that kind of? Are you asking me if if being a recipient of that type of love, which I I I see that as being a very loving story, right? She's it, sacrificing all kinds of stuff of her own, her time, her energy, etc. Uh, for the benefit and growth and development of other people. In my mind, that's a big component of love. Um, Are you asking me if if being the recipient of that kind of love helps one develop into a loving person or a more loving person? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Simply, I would say yes. You know, Um, it's hard. As a teacher, one of the things we, we work really hard to do, I think, is model. One of the best things we can do is model for our students, right? It's hard to... It's hard to tell somebody, "Hey, you really ought to be doing this." If we're not, if we're not leading the way in doing that, right? Um, and so that story is a great example of someone who's really not interested in being in the limelight. And the word "subway" sticks in my mind, right, as being beneath the surface, um, yet helping people rise up um, in, in a very silent yet powerful way. 
and and the word sacrifice comes to my mind as well you know and, and and in my mind that's really what love is all about finding something within that's of value sharing it with other folks with the intention of helping them develop and grow into their fullest potential well that's very sacrifice right okay so there's an 81 year old man named james harrison james and harrison is unusual in the world because his blood has an unusually high level of an antibody used to prevent hemolytic disease of the newborn now hemolytic disease is this it's a very dangerous situation where the mother has a different blood type than the baby mm -hmm. if blood is given from this very rare type of person like James Harrison they can save the baby uh, he went and started when he was young and gave blood 1,173 donations that saved are you ready 2.4 million babies <laughs> wow <laughs> that's that's like unthinkable. I, okay, I kept reading this stat and go, okay, now stop it. Okay, and then I read on, and, and okay, so the guy, and then he, and the reason it, that we know the number is because they kept track, and then they told him, we're sorry now. You can't do this anymore hmm. because he's 81. He gave his last transfer. He gave it his last. He's bummed out. He's like, I mean, all right, so now the kicker. What you just said, sacrifice. Mm -hmm. He has had a lifelong, deathly fear of needles. <laughs> he, can't, he can't be around them. He faints half the time he goes and gives blood. He's nauseous. He gets nervous on his way up. He has anxiety attacks. And yet, he gives the blood because he knows it's life-giving. There you go. <laughs> he looks like a little happy camper doesn't he right there uh, he, does, he, does. Oh, he's like, <laughs> he was my i don't know if sylvia was my hero of the week or that that guy was but oh, i when okay. i read both those stories within 24 hours of each other and you know what you you, re, you hear that stuff and it just I, mean, I don't know it just makes me smile it's like are you kidding me and well, what, again what you're talking about like where's where's the love where's the love right you know you know it's interesting both of those stories you think about the the people the source right sylvia and then and this guy here the chances are neither one of them is going to see the recipient or any of those the recipients of their love right they're they're just giving it freely knowing with faith that someone is going to be on the receiving end of it <laughs> you know this guy with his blood and Sylvia with, you know, eventually this money that will that will allow students to whatever, go to school or do whatever they whatever they're doing with that scholarship. Well, you know, it, that's a very interesting thing. You know, it's like when when, when our students go to feed my starving children or something like that. Mm -hmm. you know, they go there and we sometimes we go we take a group. My social justice club goes twice a year and we sign it out. All Carmel kids go. But, you know, the only reason I'm bringing it up is because I think I've talked about this before on, my, on a show. But the, the, the girl who. Went to feed my starting children a bunch of times, and then 
The last time she went, she was feeding Nicaraguan kids. Yeah. And then the next, you know, it was a fall. Then this, I mean, it was early spring. And then, and then spring break, she went on a, on a you know, instead of going to spring break, she went on a trip, a service trip. Yeah. And she spoke Spanish for Spanish class, so she went to Nicaragua with her teen group. Oh, wow. And they were in, they <laughs> went to a real poor area. Yeah. And she talked about, in her, in her reflection, she talked about having to walk through the garbage dump and people lived on the garbage dump. Sure, yeah. And scavenged on the garbage to get to the place they were going where they were going to work in a soup kitchen. Mm-hmm. And there were people are in line ready to eat. She goes back and this wonderful lady was running a place. Truck, Two trucks pull up and the people start yelling, food from heaven, food from heaven in Spanish. And her friends are like, what are they yelling? She goes, food from heaven. And the lady goes, get out to the truck and help in Spanish. What is she doing? Get out to the truck and help. And they open up the back of the truck, and there's boxes of food. But she stopped dead there. Because <laughs> guess what? The what's stamped on the box? And she had, it occurred to her, I might have actually packed that. Right. The good news is easy to find. Uh, Portland teenagers from Lincoln High School in Portland, Oregon. It's Oregon, folks, not Oregon. Not Oregon. Don't say Oregon. <laughs> you say Oregon, or people from Oregon will not be happy with you. Uh, they get involved with the homeless. They really, really, really are, well, essentially as a, as a group of young people, they don't like the homeless. But in that high school, they are passionate about helping the homeless. So much so that, they, uh, that one of them, uh, Hank Sanders, 17-year-old kid, he starts a program. Now, Lincoln High School are called the Cardinals. He starts a program, Cards Cook. Uh, and they go cook food at a local soup kitchen. So much so that they run the local soup kitchen. As a matter of fact, they're the only ones that are ever at the local soup kitchen. And are you ready? They feed seven to 800 homeless people every single day oh my god <laughs> and it's high school kids i thought you were gonna say a month no every day they were it says they called it a state of emergency in portland and they were doing it on the news and doing it in the classrooms and they're putting it in the hallways and hank sanders was sitting in a class and turned to his buddies and said out loud we should do something about that and the teacher said well what do you want to do he said let's make them food <laughs> Uh, there's a picture of high school kids are That's cutting awesome. up the food and getting it ready. All right, you think about seven, eight hundred people. Okay, is that a lot? Yes, that's yes. a lot of people. <laughs> Every day? Every day. <laughs> and it's only high school kids. I mean, apparently, obviously, you got to have some adults somewhere over, sure. looking over that. But to me, that's a, a well, that's those are, there you go. And what did we say earlier? Uh, what did the, what did the uh, guy, kid from Kenosha that saved the guy's life say? Really if my starter was working, right. he said, hey, I think I believe in angels now. I was just there. Well, I think the homeless people in Portland <laughs> believe in angels. Yeah. And they're, they're 17 years old. Yeah, you bet. And they go to Lincoln High School and they're cardinals. Uh, you know, those are the kind of stories that just warm my heart. Frankly. Sure, yeah, absolutely. And, if you, you know, if, if you're ever listening to the show... And you would like to send me one, you could go on goodnewsfitsall.com. Or if you can't remember goodnewsfitsall.com, folks, just Google me. 
I love saying that. <laughs> Google me, and it'll bring you right to my website and my big, fat, smiling head. And then you can go on, and you can send me an email. Share a good news story with me, and I would love to read it on the air because that's when the stories get going. I mean, MSN.com now has a page. You can click on MSN.com every day for the news, and then you can go to good news. There's a good news page, and they update it every day. How about that? So, well, that, that's the onward rush of good news. Good news versus the wiring we have for bad news. Goodness gracious. Bad news. You know, there's so much good news. And Nick Yeager was here today, folks, to talk about the good news out there in the world of youth sports. You heard a couple little stories he told, but he also heard about how he and the coaches he coaches with attack and an approach their job of coaching young people. And really the base, of course, is love. And nothing better to hear that on a Catholic radio station as we finish a show on good news stories. Nick, thanks a lot for being here. Thanks for having me. This was, uh, this was fun. I appreciate it. Time kind of flies by, doesn't it? Yeah. Are we done? Hear that music, Nick? Oh, man. That means we're done. Dang. Thank you very much, everybody. Remember, 88.5 WSFIFM. The story fits. Goodnewsfitsall.com. Thank you.